swinging a high fly. Swung on the high This is tagged by Hammer to the gap. At the track. High and deep to the right. That ball just got out of here. This is going to go to the rock This ball's getting small. Right back at the track. Seems like the ball's had a lot of life the last couple of nights. We could go back to back. Here's Adam Engel swinging a long one to left. We're going to have a tie ball game. He did go back to back. High and deep. This is crushed the left center field. This is going to go for a home run. Way out of here. This is is White Sox Weekly. The White Sox have been busy this offseason. They signed a couple of top free agents and spent some bucks in the process. Boy, this ball is hammered. Closed up some holes. Inside corner, that is a dirty dozen for Dallas Keiko. Goslin, line shot caught by Gio Gonzalez. And they've added some serious talent. Back in a deep right field, and it is gone. A no doubter for Yasmani Grandal. The proverbial window has begun to open. The Chicago Baseball Conversation. Point back at the track. On the flagship home of the Sox. It is gone. 720 WGN. White Sox Weekly. Good evening. 509 on a beautiful Saturday. Mark Harmon, Kevin Powell with you for the one-hour White Sox Weekly extravaganza into WGN Sports Central with you till 10 o'clock tonight. KP, good to see you, sir. It's not every day you get to spend five hours with the, at the CARM here in our beautiful WGN studios. How would you grade the White Sox offseason, CARM? I would give the White Sox a resounding A, debating an A+. Plus. Um, I love everything that's going on. I love the fact that I'm retweeting John Heyman when he's talking about how great it is that the White Sox didn't sign Manny Machado last year, and they have all this money available, and White Sox fans are screaming at me on Twitter they could afford both. And yes, of course, they could afford both, but at some point when you do give $300 million to somebody, you start to lose some flexibility. So the way this has just worked out, and some of it is luck, and all of it is being prepared. I think it's fantastic, and I know that Zach Wheeler was their number one target, and I was completely cool with them not getting Zach Wheeler and spending $125 million there and ending up with Dallas Keuchel. So I think it's been great. It's tough to argue against an A. It really is. I mean, they've addressed all the needs. Not enough, all of them. I don't think they're done yet, Carm. I think they can add some bullpen arms Maybe to the mix as well. Stevie Ciszek coming over, perhaps? Eventually. I've seen that name being floated around quite a bit, so that could make some sense for them. They do have some pretty good arms in that bullpen. There was a stretch last year where they, the late... I mean, think of how many games they won they, that they led going into the eighth inning or later. I mean, think they, if I, off the top of my head, it was just a couple of games that they may have lost. I mean, there, there's some solid arms in the bullpen, but if you look overall, I mean, we can pretty much start drafting... Opening day lineup at this point, Carmen. Well, His really only question mark is at second base. So okay, let, let's let's do. Uh, I, I want to get into the bullpen with you. We got an hour to do it here. And Jason Benetti, hopefully, is going to join us along the way here. Uh, Jason right now is doing one of his eighteen thousand jobs. He's calling Syracuse and Notre Dame. I'm not sure. I haven't checked the score in the last five minutes there, but uh, we'll hopefully have Jason on before six. If not, we'll have him on sometime tonight. But uh, look. I've got Luis Robert leading off and playing center field. Anybody? Sure. You got a problem with that? No? no. All right. I For me... I don't but, see them putting Robert at leadoff, but... Really? Yeah. 
You think they'll, 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 they'll ease him in? You're probably right about that. At least yeah. to start the season. Why not just lead him off? You just gave him $50 bucks for six years. I want to talk about that, too, by the way. Yeah. like The White Sox deserve a ton of praise for buying out a, a, arbitration years, uh, the arbitration deals. years, and then they're also get, they're, they're also buying into one of his free agency years as well. But it, it's it's not anything more than that. Like he, they had him under control for seven years, right? Mm-hmm. So they did six years and fifty million with two year options. With two year options, so that gives them the right to start him this year because they they could have if they if they had left him in the minors, right? Mm-hmm. Then you would so. You would just have missed the first, whatever it is, 15 days of the season. And then you would have paid him along the way. So they had control for seven years. Now they have control for eight years. And they get to start him on opening day, which is all great. Right. But it it wasn't like, I, I wouldn't call it like the most enormous game changer of all time. He was going to be here for a long time. Now he's here for another this additional year. It's a great job. Phenomenal job by Rick Hunt. Can't wait to have him on. But like I think it's, Sox fans might have just gone a little bit over the top of like what actually had changed with that contract. Does that make any sense? A little, but I think it should get fans excited. I mean, it shows one. It means he's going to be on the opening day roster. Huge. Uh, I look at the Chris Bryant situation. That's right. turned into a very ugly one. Yep. But uh, and but let's say you get to and it also makes him. Uh, at, there, at some point, Luis Robert could have. Entered free agency, let's say seven years down the road, and gotten a hundred fifty, two hundred million dollar offer. Okay, right? Sure, maybe more. So you you control him for a year longer, right? It's and, all good, and he could very much outplay this this contract. Hopefully, he will. So I think there's reason to be excited. Of course, oh, yeah, there is, there is. But they they got him on the opening. They got him there for opening day, which is yeah. cool. He'll be there March twenty sixth against the Royals, assuming he doesn't completely implode in spring training. No one thinks he's going to do that. This right. guy's had an incredible year last year, a number 3 prospect in all of baseball. But, you know, we, we just... I understand what you're yeah, saying. I'm just saying that... So left field to Eloy Jimenez. Center field's going to be Luis Robert. Right field, Mazzara. Who's batting second in your, in your in your opening day lineup? Who's KP's leadoff guy? So, my leadoff guy, hmm. If you're not going Robert... I'd go Tim Anderson or Yoan Moncada. Okay. One of those two. All right. I'd probably have those two, one and two, either way. Okay. Third, Jose Abreu. Okay. Fourth, Grandal. Okay. I So I think opening day, you could see McCann behind home plate and Grandal DHing because it's probably going to be Giolito on the mound. Okay. That and makes Giolito sense. Giolito and McCann. And for what McCann did last year, you got to have him in the opening day lineup. It would just feel kind of wrong if he wasn't. That's interesting, though, right? So we went out and we just we just signed Edwin Encarnacion, gave him big money to be the DH. Now it's only one day in one sixty two, but it does have the magnifying glass on it. I want to, I want to start a controversy right now here, KP, because if you if you st- if you catch McCann for Lucas, then your big acquisition in Grandal for seventy three millions on the bench and or Encarnacion is on the bench, which is like, these are all great problems to have. Ricky Renteria is probably sitting there right now going through his lineup on opening day and day two and day three. Ricky's got to be feeling great. It is fun, though, because the past few years, I think White Sox fans have done the 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 dreaming of these mo- this this moment, right? Where this was the offseason where, look, going into it, I said, look, they're, gonna, they're likely going to spend more than they ever have in franchise history. And they've done that because it was the perfect time to strike for Rick Hahn and the White Sox. You had guys who... Made a lot of improvements last year in Tim Anderson and Yoel Moncada. You saw the season Lucas Giolito had. There was individual improvement up and down the roster. 
Now, not complete yet. Obviously, they only what won 73 games or so. But it gave you, uh, I think it really was like urging the front office, like, hey, hello, this team's ready to compete. If you look at some of the win projection totals, they might not be as high as some may think. But let's keep in mind that Renato Lopez is an unproven talent. Dylan Cisas, Michael Kopech, as, as the upside all those guys may have, that's not proven yet. Right. But, but they improved by 10 games last year. you got to figure they'll improve by 10 games. And that was without any major free agent signings, right? So uh, mid-80s, high-80s is not a stretch at all. They're winning the World Series. So I'm 162 and 0. I mean, let's not let's not take any chips off the table right now. I Win mean, they, the uh, World Series in 2020. Don't tell me about the Minnesota Twins. No, I wasn't. Don't. I was going to tell you about the Tigers and the Royals. To uh, to your point, that's they get to play them quite a bit. Right. Don't tell me about Garrett Cole playing for the Yankees and 300 plus million there. Regardless, all seriousness, all kidding aside, they are. The, they're the only team in Chicago right now whose arrow is completely, without question, 100% headed in the right direction. Straight up. Can't straight up. Can't say that about the Bears. Can't say it about the Cubs. Certainly can't say it about the Bulls and or Blackhawks right now. So I'm curious, actually, what White Sox fans are most excited about right now. 312-981-7200. 312-981-7200. Your phone calls are welcome on White Sox Weekly. You can throw out your concerns, too. KP touching on the, hey, you look at that starting rotation, there's not a lot, a whole lot of proven arms in there. And there aren't. It's, they're going to have to do it. Dylan Cesar, you're going to be able to step up and make a major jump. Michael Kopech, you're going to be healthy. Ronaldo Lopez, you're going to have a bounce-back year. Lucas Giolito, can you stay where you're at? Dallas Keuchel, can you come to a new team and feel comfortable immediately and contribute? Not easy to do. Everybody talks about John Lester with him, right? John Lester came over here in 2015, wasn't feeling great in spring training, threw, threw 7,000 bullpens, gave himself a dead arm, had an ERA of six after April, and finished the year as a 500 pitcher, and you know he got better as it went along. But it's, it's hard for guys making transitions like that. Uh, hey, White Sox fans. Single-game tickets, they go on sale Wednesday, January 15th, 10 in the morning. Join us for a season filled with great giveaways and more. Lower-level tickets start at just $20. Visit WhiteSox.com for more information. And give the gift of White Sox baseball this season with a holiday pack starting at just $36. Each pack includes four ticket vouchers for the 2020 season, and you can add on opening day tickets beginning at $29. Don't want to miss opening day this year, You do not. 2020. Get yours today at WhiteSox.com slash Holiday Packs. All right, Jason Bedetti, hopefully coming up here, and we will talk a little bit more in depth about Luis Robert after this quick little message for you. It's White Sox Weekly, 720 WGN. 720 WGN, White Sox Weekly, Mark Carmen and Kevin Powell. The text line going a little wild here. Hater Carm. Having Luis Robert opening day says every game matters, says they're ready, says he's different. No way they sit Grandal on opening day. There's another one. Hmm. Um, and predicting 88 wins and the White Sox, the most improved team in Major League Baseball. Well, I'm not saying he's not going to be in the lineup, but he might not be catching. Right, you're going not in the lineup. I'm saying that if you're if, if you if you go if why why would you not DH him if he wasn't catching? What am I missing here, Carm? Why would because you got Edwin Ar- and Cardassian? You're gonna put on Cardassian in over Grandal? Are you kidding me? I mean, that's your DH. That's your guy. No, 
Carmen, stop being ridiculous. So he's a bench guy on opening day at $12 million. This is a new level of White Sox Yeah. Here. This is what That's happens a, when you have a talented team. Sometimes I, there's talent on your bench because you have I mean, you play matchups and a lot of things go into making the lineup. See, that's another thing that people aren't necessarily discussing. And I did have, I forget who was on last week, and I was just talking from like a James McCann position. You just came over here from the Tigers, right? You had an incredible season. Mm-hmm. You went to the All-Star game. You helped Lucas Giolito become an all-star pitcher. You were beloved in the clubhouse. Nobody said a bad word about you. And then they went out and got Yasmani Grandal, and now you're a backup, and you might play two or three times a week. If I was him, I'd be like, that's great. I, I, I get it. And I feel like I'm a starter. But I so but James McCann's a great teammate. I don't think he's going to cause a problem. But if I was him, I'd be. Wouldn't you be a little miffed if you were James McCann? Well, as a competitor, I'm sure it's a. Anybody would feel that way if you know your playing time is going to be shortened up throughout the length of a season. I mean, you bring in this, but it's it's still the catching position as well, though. I mean, you see that split up quite a bit anyway. Right, and that's um, like the new age catcher. They don't catch. And I mean, what are the White games. Sox supposed to do? Say we're not going to add talent because we don't want to hurt somebody's feelings. Right. Right. Right, I don't. I, mean, I don't think. I don't think the White Sox did anything wrong. But if I was him, I mean, a little bit. I mean, just because again, the competitive nature of professional athletes. Well, that was also one of the more interesting comments from Dallas Keuchel in his press conference, by the way, because Dallas Keuchel pitched at Arkansas. James McCann was the catcher there. James Fegan did a great job on doing a piece of the on the Athletic on it. And then Keuchel gets in the press conference and says, "Yeah, when they signed Yasmani Grandal, I was like." All right, this is a team that's I'm very key on who I am throwing to. So he knew McCann, but he's psyched to throw to Grandal, who's got a great reputation. If okay. I w- are you looking into that a little bit too much, Carl? I don't know. Maybe I am. But if I again, if I'm McCann, I'm like, hey, not a second, man. Like, didn't you want to come here before when I was here? Why does Why does Grandal got to be here? Well, I'll say this though. That's uh, what you just said. Dallas Keuchel was. Team, everyone's watching what the White Sox are doing this offseason. This is a moment White Sox fans have been dying and waiting for and trying to be patient after years of watching free agents go to other organizations. The White Sox are landing big free agents. It's happening. This is this is the exact time they they should have should strike and they are. Yeah. It's awesome. This is awesome. And they're I mean I take no chips off the table. Why can't the White Sox be in the playoffs this year? Right? Now, I think that's clearly the goal, right? Uh, with the team I'm looking at right now, it, it looks like a team that certainly can contend for a playoff spot, if not a division championship. And and they're not even done yet. I, I that's okay. Speaking of not done yet and talking about division championships and doing the whole thing, you want to pay Nicholas Castellanos? You want to give him four years and eighty million bucks to play right field? At twenty, what is he? Twenty six or twenty seven? Whatever it is, he's very in the in his prime. Had an incredible, did phenomenal with the Cubs last year. When he was actually surrounded by a decent lineup, and by the way, that lineup wasn't even hitting that well. But I mean, the guy was unbelievable. Wouldn't you want Castellanos? I would. Um, yeah, I don't see any reason why you wouldn't want Nick Castellanos. But it's, it it appears that they're hoping for Mazzara to have a breakout year here. I mean, they're taking a shot on the guy. Right. Anybody excited about that one? It's probably the least exciting move of the offseason among the ones among the 
all the White Sox moves. And, okay, Nomar Mazzara is hitting the bottom of your lineup, and he's going to hit 25 homers and knock in 80, and he's going to hit 7th, 8th, or ninth. That's great. Right. I mean, that, that guy's hitting third two years ago. I mean, you, the bottom of the White Sox lineup was Ryan Cordell, and, and no, no disrespect to anybody here, Ryan Cordell, Adam Engel, throw Daniel Palka in there. Whom else? I mean, Palka power. I knew we'd get a Palka uh, mention in from Carm. You're his biggest fan. I mean, look, these guys are still hang, hanging around. I mean, you've got uh, who my who's the who's the left handed here? They just reached. They Nikki Delmonico's Del Mon- Del back in the fold. Yeah. I mean, you had a you had a <laughs> I know it was bad. You had a cast. <laughs> it's really bad. Charlie Tilson. I love all these guys. Great guys, yeah. but you're you're talking about now a guy who's hitting twenty plus bombs at the bottom of your order and, and not and not what they had. When's magical get called up? So because if we look at if you look at the lineup, second base is who Garcia, Larry Garcia. Seems Larry like- could on opening day that would actually be a good uh, argument for KP's not leading off Luis Robert to put extra pressure on him. Maybe Larry Garcia is playing second base and he's leading off on opening day. That I think that's I, I think that you'd have I would I think the top the I first think that's a good bet right I think there. The first three hitters in the lineup on opening day will be a version of Tim Anderson, Moncada, and Jose Abreu. That's so good. It's, it's, so it's, good. It's, it's so good. A smile it's, on your it's, face. It's so good. Grandall batting cleanup. Yeah. Well, look. Maybe throw Robert in fifth. Me and you were Eloy fifth. Robert sixth. <laughs> it's like this is this got a chance to be a really really good team. Really good lineup for sure. Yes. I look. You can you can play around with the lineup in a million different ways. I would lead. I would just let's just go. I would start off. My guy's Luis Robert. I'm assuming he's going to have a great spring training. You're leading off on opening day. I'll bet Yawn Moncada second. I'll play him. I'll play him at third base. I'll hit Jose Abreu third. That's where he's been his whole career. Go Jose Abreu. I'll hit Yasmani Grandal fourth. Uh, to our point earlier, I'll have him DH. Let him let him bat fourth. Okay, great. Now I'm hitting. Now I'm going to bring uh, Eloy to the plate. Eloy's batting fifth. I'm getting super excited. Uh, who am I missing? Luis Robert. Sixth. No, I got him. Le- I already had him leading off. Sixth. Oh, right. Yeah, I, I got him leading off. Sixth. I'll six. I'll hit Timmy. Put him right in the middle of the lineup. Keep let let him let him enjoy himself. Free swinging Timmy. You can bat sixth. Who am I missing now? Seventh. I got James McCann catching on opening day. Eighth. My eighth hitter, I guess, is Nomar Mazzara in in right field. And then who did I not? Who have I not placed anywhere? I got the catcher. Should have wrote this down, Carm. Bad job by Carm. I got Little Robert. I've got e- I've got Eloy. Second baseman. I, oh, so and then your and then your second baseman. I got Leary. I got Leary. I've got Nick Madrigal. It's a real possibility. Yeah, but like th- this is how much pressure do you think is going to be on Ricky? To so my bull prediction that I've already made. Yes. is my hot take, Carm. You say this on the on the Roll Show. Uh, Have you said this anywhere? Some, where, where, yeah, on the Twitter. On the Twitter, okay. On the Rokan show. Okay. Uh, Ricky Renteria, he's my pick for AL Manager of the Year. I love that pick. Right? Because it's love, a real possibility. I love I Go love, from a third-place finish, team emerging from a rebuild, wins the AL Central, Ricky leading the way, keeping I, things together over the past couple of years. Yeah, that's great, right? It's I, not even that bold of a prediction. No, but I don't. I haven't heard anybody else say it. So, so you, I got ahead of the. Yeah, you're, ahead you're, of the crowd. you're in a slight bold okay. state there. Ricky. And Luis Robert, rookie of the year. That's less bold, but 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 beautiful. <laughs> and it'd be amazing. 
This is going to be... White Sox bringing in some hardware, finally, from the 708. Cannot wait for the start of the season, especially with all the terrible, unwatchable teams in town. I think we're all on board with that, 708. Jeff Passon did a great job, by the way, recapping how the White Sox controllable players. Robert, signed through 2027. Eloy, 2026. Cease, 2025. 2024, Tim Anderson, Michael Kopech. 2023, Giolito, Moncada, Grandal. Keiko, what year is it right now? 2020. 2020, baby. It's called an extended window. It's called it's called sellouts at Guaranteed Right Field. It's called big lines for churros. It's called the elotes. They're not going to be... Polish sausage? Polish sausage. With extra onions. With extra onions. A little bit of mustard. Right. All that's going to be going on. All right, we'll catch up with Jason Bedani coming up here. 720 WGN. It's great to be back with WGN. It's White Sox Weekly on the official radio station of the Chicago White Sox. 720 WGN. White Sox getting ready to win a World Series, 5.33. I'm hyping myself up, Carm. Over the first 30 minutes of White Sox Weekly, you and I have kind of hyped up this season. I've done a little bit of a roller coaster, too. I've tried to bring a little bit of, you know, measurement, if you will, to the table. That doesn't make any sense. That's why we're bringing in Jason Benetti. He's very smart, and he joins us now. And he, after one of his 17 jobs, he's in a car with multiple people, and he just called Syracuse and Notre Dame which is his alma mater, and the Irish over the orange, 88-87. Is that personal for you, Jason Benetti? By the way, thank you for joining us. Yeah, if you hear anything in the background, it is is Dan Dockett screaming because I almost stopped at a stoplight that I shouldn't have stopped at. If the uh, the over-under in the car right now is five and a half, take the over. We we appreciate all contributions from Dan or anybody else who's riding with you at, at any at any point, Jason Benetti. That is that is well encouraged here on White Sox and, Weekly. And happy New Year, Jason. Fantastic. First time talking to you since the uh, the New Year. Uh, I don't think a week goes by where someone doesn't go to me. You know, Jason Benetti just sounds so great during broadcasts. Like, oh, I know he's Aww. the best, You're killing it. That's nice. Problem is, I'm going to have to pay the uh, vomit cleanup fee for the rental car because Dan just threw up when you said that. <laughs> uh, Jason, all things considered, how would you grade this offseason for the White Sox? Uh, I think it's an A. It's in the A range. I mean, we'll see exactly how it goes in season, but I'm as excited as you guys are. I mean, I, I haven't heard the first half hour of the show, but from what you've described, you sound as excited as most White Sox fans who I've heard from after Grandal and then Keuchel and then Mazzara and Gio Gonzalez and it looks like Encarnacion. I mean, the whole thing is building to something that we've been excited about for a long while, and now the pieces are coming together. So it's an A for me at this point, and you're going to have to fight me to get me off that. Were you were you as annoyed as I was after the Zach Wheeler thing went down? Well, will anybody take the White Sox's money? Like, listen, if they continue to be at the top of the market with players, guys are going to come here. And by the way, as they establish themselves as a winning organization, people will come here probably for less money, too. He just had a unique situation. And and, and with Machado, the Sox didn't offer the most money. So he went for the most guaranteed dough, which is what a lot of guys would do. You can't fault him for that. But that, that narrative was bothering me. Well, I, 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 it didn't bother me because I get it. I get why fans would say that. I mean, you can't love it as a Sox fan, but, like, I get why people would say that. But the good news is when we're talking about exactly how much, you know, how much clout you have in free agency, when Dallas Keuchel says that the thing that helped put him over the top was simply that 
you got Yasmani Grandal, and that allows him to uh, sign with the Sox and feel good about it. That's that's ideal. Do you think they signed Grandal with that in mind? I think we might have lost Jason Benetti. Or Dockage took the phone from one of the two. Hang on. What's that? I'm here. Oh, okay, I'm saying, do you think that they signed Grandal with that in mind? Classic technical difficulty. Having a technical. Hang on, let me let me let me put him on hold here, and uh, we'll see if Curtis can figure that out. Do you think they signed Grandal with that in mind? I mean, I don't think they say we should sign Grandal so others sign, but I think they probably acknowledge the fact that if we land Grandal, this could it, bring us other fish. Because they did it last year, right? Let's go get John Jay. That was the most blatant <laughs> attempt at getting a big. And they were like, no, 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 no. we like these guys. Yonder yeah. Alonzo, John Jay. Everyone's like, yeah, okay, we know what you're doing. Right. They, I mean, they signed the entire Machado family. Right. And so, I, I mean, I don't know if they were tar- thinking, if we get Grandal, that's going to signify to other free agents. Hey, Jason, that, I just asked you the question. Do you think that they sign Yasmani Grandal because that would potentially help them with other free agents? And, it, and you know, that was maybe like reason number. Number, reason number three of, I don't know, ten, that, hey, this should help, plus the fact that the guy can obviously play. That's on the list. got to be on the list, right? How a catcher handles pitching staff, especially with young pitching talent. I mean, that's absolutely going to be on the list and part of what you vet people for, framing and how they handle a pitching staff and all that that comes along with it. So, that's, I mean, that's really important. I think it's a good sign that you have a quality team when you start to develop good problems. And what I mean by that, for Ricky Renteria, he's going to have to figure out uh, playing time for the catchers. James McCann, is Manny Grandal. I think all of us are expecting Grandal to get more starts. But how do you see playing time being divided up between Grandal and McCann? And McCann, McCann meant a lot last year to the clubhouse, and Lucas Giolito did nothing but praise McCann all season and talk about how much he helped him with his game. Yeah, I don't want to speculate on that. I mean, I haven't talked to Ricky Renteria at all during uh, any of the last couple weeks. I mean, I'll see him at Soxfest and probably get a better feel for that, but both are going to be involved, that's for sure. Jason Benetti, White Sox TV with us here on 720 WGN. What are you most excited about right now, Jason, and what and what is the one thing that perhaps is, is keeping you up just a little bit at night? Uh, that keeps me up a little bit? Yeah. I mean, I think I think relief pitcher probably you're going to want one of those or two of those, but I think you know that that'll happen, that'll come. The Sox have done a good job of turning relief pitchers into more valuable relief pitchers over the past couple of years. So uh, I'm just excited to see what's next at every turn because the Sox have proven this off season that there has been something next at every turn. Yeah, you know what's keeping me up at night? Your Twitter battle with Steve Stone. Huh. Uh, this is uh, this has come out of nowhere, and you know people who are successful in life, like Steve Cy Young Award winner, tremendous on TV for decade after decade. They want to compete, and to go at you in the Twitter world, this is uh, you know I you know I, he's not messing around here. Clearly, uh, I'm going to go back to the Wire. Did you guys watch the Wire on HBO? <laughs> I, yes, I know the Wire. Okay. When you come at the king, you best not miss. <laughs> this is going to make for a good season, right here. I appreciate the fact he wants to compete. You gotta, you gotta give him a little bit of love for that. I love it. No, it's hilarious. Honestly, like it, it, we have not been texting or anything while we've been doing this. We've just been like having the start out on Twitter. Like this is in no way do we have even back channel conversation about how funny it is or whatever. This is legitimately just stream of consciousness. And for me, that's my favorite part. I think it's hysterical. 
impeccable chemistry between you two. The broadcast is phenomenal, and I very much have enjoyed this uh, this Twitter rant between you two. Thank you. I uh, I expect that there will be at some point uh, just us talking on Twitter instead of talking into the microphones. <laughs> like I think that may come at some point this season. But I mean, everybody's in a better mood, which allows us to do this as well. I mean, last off season, if Steve and I were trying to have fun on Twitter, all of the responses would have been one of Manny Machado. <laughs> and they would have all been in that tone, even though Twitter doesn't have a tone. And I get it. I, I'm not making fun of Sox fans in the least. I get it. People were frustrated. And, and I get that. I totally understand that. But now with this thing building some more we get to have a little fun too and and uh we're both actually sort of serious as well because we are competitive people <laughs> you would not be in the position where you're at if you weren't so that's that's the, the underlying truth of it all your steve actually probably wants to win this 82 days till opening day jason benetti we appreciate you taking time say hi to dan dockage for us what's your what's your next assignment where will we uh, be seeing you on twitter who's the first person you thought of which by the way today was pearl washington for me you said that. Uh, one of the coordinating producers at ESPN for football, Steve Ackles, said that as well. There were a, a couple of Pearl Washingtons. Uh, I'm in East Lansing on Thursday. Dan and I are. We got Sparty and uh, Goldie the Gopher. We got to go with Sean Respert for that one, but maybe just a little. Oh, I like it. Yeah, that was well. That was Eric my, Snow. That was my era. Hawkeyes and Spartans yeah. had some great battles in the uh, in the mid '90s. Respert was a hell of a player, but I do. I, Razem Lorbeck. Wow. Wow, that's a name right there. That's impressive. I also want to Yikes. just, you know, I think about Michigan State, I, and it's it's magic. That's that's home. Uh, hey, Jason, thanks so much, man. Appreciate it, and we'll, we look forward to seeing you at SoxFest. Carm, Kevin, thank you for having me. Sorry about the shenanigans. No, no okay. problems. No thanks, problems. Jason. Jason Benetti, White Sox TV, after calling the Orange and the Notre Dame Fighting Irish 88-87. Go, Nailbiter. No, go Notre Dame. Uh there's 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 a lot to tee up there uh, as we come on back here with the White Sox and Sox Fest two weeks away, Carm. Yeah, I'm very excited to hear from the players, hear from Ricky, as Jason said, as we were talking about the catching situation. Um, very excited for this year's Sox. Yeah, Sox games, by the way, are better with the group. It's never too early to lock in your 2020 group package. From a diamond suite to a pregame patio party, we've got the perfect space for your occasion. For more information, visit WhiteSox.com or call 312-674-1000. And the White Sox pop-up shop is back at the Orland Square Mall. This offseason, visit the White Sox store at Orland Square Mall now through January 15th, conveniently located across from the Apple Store. Fans can shop stadium exclusives and special promotions throughout the holidays. For more information, follow at White Sox store on Instagram. It's 720 WGN. Mark Carmen, Kevin Powell, White Sox Weekly till the top of the hour, and Sports Central coming at you till ten o'clock. And it's flying by, Carm, because it's fun to talk about the White Sox right now. Yeah, Sox fans, what are you most excited about? What are you most nervous about? You can put that in there too. Three one two nine eight one seventy two hundred. KP, I got a trivia question for you. Fire away. It's gonna be a tough one here. Okay. Putting you on the spot. Did not All give right. you any prep on this. Okay. Uh, White Sox in their history. Curtis, you can jump in on here too. Five, have signed five players to extensions like they did with Luis Robert before they ever made their major league debut. The Sox have done. The Sox did that. Five players before making their major league debut. Luis Robert was one of them. Is one of them. Eloy Jimenez, of course. Eloy Jimenez is two. Now you got to go back and 
the three players, none of them are with the White Sox right now, but they were all key in acquiring. I'll give you that hint. Oh, okay. Uh, uh, Chris Sale? Chris Sale is one. Quintana? As we look at Johan Moncada. Jose Quintana is two. As we look at Aloy Jimenez, Dylan Cease. Bum, bum, bum. This, this young man won a World Series this year as a... Member of the Nationals. As a me- oh, Adam Adam Eaton. Adam Eaton is, wow. your, is your fifth. Adam- See, so that was another thing too. With the like, you don't even want to think about this because you just want to envision Luis Roberts staying with the White Sox forever. But like that makes a player so they didn't they got as much as they did in large part. Yes, the players were very talented, but they had locked those guys up to extremely team friendly contracts. Like yep, ridiculously friendly team contracts. Yep, and I don't think Rick Hahn gets the haul he. He did. Wouldn't. Wouldn't have come close. Without without getting those contracts done. That that factored into it 100%. No question. Cubs. Cubs didn't have the ammunition the the Sox had when they started their rebuild. Cubs overpaid by a mile for Jose Quintana, mainly because he was a cost-controllable pitcher. The Nationals did the exact same thing with Adam Eaton. Here's a guy who can hit the top of the order, and we don't have to pay him much. And the Red Sox. All right. They won a World Series. Chris Sale is... One of the best pitchers in the game, and he's cheap. So right. we're, we're giving you Yon Moncada. That is something I, I think, that I, that should have been mentioned when I was teeing up that it, well, the Robert thing's not necessarily as big. The value in possibly dealing him is it's a is, is huge. Let's get to John in Streamwood on seven twenty. WGN wants to ask a question about Ricky Renteria. What's up there, John? Go ahead. Hi guys. Hey, I'm as excited as you are. And as I get into this, I stress I like Ricky Renteria. I think I think he's a great guy. He's great with the with the team. Everybody likes him. Um, he's a good man. Having said that, I questioned a couple things last year, which questions for this coming year. For instance, it's we're on a losing year, a bad losing year. You bring up Zach Collins to see what he's got. But you play Castillo, a 200 hitter, who's on his way out, and he doesn't play him once or twice. He plays him quite a bit. After the bottom line is, I didn't see why that he didn't give the kids the practice time when he needed it. And why? And I, I heard you say that you like the idea too. Why do you take the league's leading hitter and bat him sixth or seventh as opposed to higher up? Well, okay, a couple things there, John. Let's let's hit up the first one. Uh, okay. Number one, did you watch Zach Collins play last year? We lost. Lost. Oh, we lost. John, John dropped off. Oh. Let right. me say this about Ricky Renteria: that I understand that there's there's, there's some fair criticism in, in throughout the year. There were some moments where you could question his decision making. I will say this: I'm going to give Ricky Renteria the benefit of the doubt because he's never managed a team that had the the right personnel to compete for a division and or playoff spot. We've never seen Ricky Renteria manage a really good team, have we? We have not. Wherever he's been, nope. He's always been part of a rebuild, so I'll give him the benefit of the doubt. Um, I'm not going to two on nine Texan Carm. Don't get over your skis. Uh, people were sounding like you guys about the Bears this past July. Now I, I've actually kind of made that comparison. I'm not trying to be a, a Debbie Downer, but this has been an extremely fun off season. But 
you can, I mean, I hate to even bring up the Bears here, but well, because I'll say this, the amount of upside from a lot of these young players, we all believe is through the roof, right? The Kopex, the Ceases, uh, Robert, Eloy making strides, but it's still, that's still on them. They haven't necessarily proven anything just yet. So I understand, and I'm keeping it about a, cent, a little centered here, but it's it's tough not to just have fun with this. I mean, I think it's real that this is a team that can compete for division crown. Okay, but the, or, okay, let's say a couple things here. Number one, the Bears' implosion has absolutely nothing. I know. To do. I'm just you can say I'm just saying you can draw some comparisons if you do want to try to, you know, you, you tap down the. You can draw you compar- hype a little bit. Well, but yeah, but it's so different. Like the Bears were coming off a twelve and four season, and, and the Bears made it out like their only problem was the kicker, which was completely ridiculous. <laughs> and that as long as they figured out Cody Parkey, they were going to win the Super Bowl. When there was right. was a million other red flags that they did not want to address. Just say to this person's point, I see where they're coming from, but I think there's real reason to be hyped, to be pumped about the White Sox. It, right, and if you if you want to throw some cold water out there, then th- for me, you throw it on the pitching staff. Dylan Cease is unproven. So is Michael Kopech. Ronaldo Lopez had a terrible first half last year. He was uh, up and down. It was a roller coaster right. year for you, Lopez. You don't know when's Carlos Rodon coming back. What's he going to be? There's is Dallas Keuchel going to be able to pitch at the top of the rotation? All these questions are real. Rotation There's, looking like uh, Giolito, your ace. Yeah, can and Keuchel's second. Gio, uh, Gio Gonzalez third. I would I would go well. Hopefully, hopefully Gio's pitching in that five spot. I would I would hope it goes uh, Gio Gonzalez. If, Gio, I, yes. I, I would hope that Lucas Giolito's your opening day starter. I hope the Gales go second. I I want Ronaldo Lopez to be your third starter. I hope he has a great spring. I hope he's figured it out. He certainly had a, his second half was way better. So if he's your if he actually pitches well enough to be your three, then you're sitting there with uh, Cease at four, Gio at five. Where's Kopech? Is he ready to go? Uh, you know, Gio, Gio must, Gio's and then pitching out of the bullpen. That would be great. Let him be a swing guy. If Kopech's healthy and ready to go, you're not going to put him out. Of, I, I wouldn't think you'd start him in the bullpen. These are also questions that uh, Ricky Renteria will have to answer. John Riverside, welcome to WGN. Go ahead. Hey, Mark and Kevin. Um, agree the bullpen definitely needs to be priority. Uh, maybe adding a, a, a couple more arms. Eighth inning type uh, type guy would be would be huge. What's your thoughts on taking a one year shot? Maybe kind of a cheap show me deal on Yasiel Puig. Interesting name. Well, if you're going to do a show me type deal, that's what they've got in Mazzara already. You know, I think they would have went that route with Puig if they thought he was that guy. But Mazzara is, is like the definition of prove it type season. And Puig has a reputation that is not. On the positive side, John, as far as how he impacts the clubhouse, you, so he wasn't beloved. In, but, but also, if, if you think about it, he's probably never played with any uh, many Cubans in in LA or Cleveland or Cincinnati. Um, there, there, there might be an opportunity here, and, and plus, he's I, he's he's a player who has a past. I mean, I mean no offense to Omar Mazzara, but he's really never done anything in the major league level. Yasiel Puig was an outstanding player at, at one point. No more is twenty four years old though and he's in twenty plus bombs, man. And I I I just I don't think the Puig is gonna happen. And I, I oh, and people are people, John. Right? He's she should be getting along with Cubans and Americans and everybody, like just because the White Sox have Eloy and, and, and Luis and all that. I, I just I don't I don't see it happening. I, to me it'd be a lot more interesting if you were to, if you were to go all in on a guy like Castellanos. 
and be like, you know what, the way the off season has has has, has fallen. We are. We really feel like we're in a position to be successful, and this guy is young and he's in his prime and he fits for us, and we're going to do it. Versus just taking another flyer. That's how I. That's how I don't think they'll do that either. But maybe they will. We'll see. But John, how many wins right now on on January the fourth? If you had to predict, I would say I'm excited but guarded. Um, I would say 84 right now. Okay. All right. Appreciate the phone call. 84. 80, I mean, listen. yeah. Right now, I'm kind of sitting mid 80s. Really, mid 80s right now. What are you thinking? 92. Yeah, I'm thinking mid to high 80s. Why not go to 92? Go to 92. I think that wins you the AL Central. Get you in the playoffs. Be a wild card team. Something. 92 should should you would think would get it done. I don't know. I'm not. I can't. I can't. I can't be in the 80s right now. Um, okay. We got Sox Ride the Fest. wave. We got Sox, Sox Fest, Fest coming a couple. A couple you gonna be at Sox Fest? Kirk? I'm gonna be at Sox Fest. KP, come on. We got to be at Sox Fest. We got to do something here. Hey, upgrade your game day in 2020 with premium seating. Join all inclusive experience with packages starting at just 20 games. Cheering on the Sox from the best seats in the house. For more information, visit WhiteSox.com or call three one two six seven four one thousand. And our conversation with Jason Benetti was sponsored by Mazda of Orland Park. And ZoomZoomNation.com, where they're always trying to make your car shopping fun. Sports Central coming up at the top of the hour news straight ahead as well, 720 WGN.